have asked ye land lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. No one's sad tonight. I'm not nope. sad. It was a great nope. episode. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. We're dealing with two different storylines. Yeah. Timelines. Not yes. well. Not even really storylines. It's all really one, but it's it's two different timelines. It's interesting. It's very nice to get back though. So the hiatus yeah. is over and we're climbing back into our podcasting seats and bringing you the first thoughts episode for New York City Serenade. Yep. This is episode 207. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 207. There were lots of reflections to the pilot in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, there were. So, let's... A lot of callbacks yes. to other episodes. Not just the pilot. I mean, there were other things, too. Yep. But, yeah, a lot of it was from the pilot, which was kind of cool. So let's jump in. So yeah, let's do that. the Prince Philip writing was a parallel of the opening shot, shots of the pilot. Yes. When Charming was riding in to uh, kiss Snow. Right. And he was kissing Snow, who was under a sleeping curse. Yes. And so for Philip to ride in to go be with Sleeping Beauty. Right. Very nice good. Nice little callback. Yep. And I actually thought it for a second because I didn't see his face at first. I didn't. I thought it was charming. Mm-hmm. Right, true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, like I said, it was very similar. And it was, I'm glad uh-huh. you brought that out. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, I was trying to think of something. Have you ever heard of uh, Dark Side of the Rainbow? No, I actually haven't. Someone played Dark Side of the Moon along with watching uh, The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. And they find there were some uh, similarities. And I wondered huh. if what would it be like to play the pilot episode, specially timed with the New York City Serenade episode, and if it would be kind of mm-hmm. similar, at least yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so I put a link to one of the versions of the Dark Side of the Rainbow uh, YouTube video, so you can watch if you would like. So Aurora said, "You're late." Mm-hmm. When uh, Prince Philip arrived, yeah. and Doc told Charming, "You're too late." Right. When he arrived uh, at the pilot. Yes. So obviously, two completely different situations, but very similar things. Right. And again, because we didn't see her face when she said it, I actually thought it was snow. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I really thought it was snow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, all righty then. All right. Uh, the picnic lunch that she prepared was reminiscent of David and Mary Margaret that one time when they met for their little clandestine uh, lunch next to yeah. the uh, 
a little stream you there. Mean the, toll the toll bridge. bridge yeah. The yep. toll troll bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was just I had my. I had my connection goggles on, and they were going off like crazy. Oh, totally. So that was another totally. one that I saw. Yeah. Also, uh, it was interesting that Philip knew that the curse cloud was magic, but Aurora thought it was a storm. I know. I'm just... Well, I think the only reason why is because he'd seen the original curse cloud come through. And she was and asleep. And she was asleep. Yeah, okay. And right. so she wouldn't recognize it. Good he call. did. Mm-hmm. And for her, I mean, big clouds like that would normally signal a storm. Yeah. So. It's a purple storm. Purple storm. Prince was purple uh, coming rain. to. Right. <laughs> yep. All right. The uh, one whose name you can't pronounce. We'll, we'll, we'll step aside from the rest of the jokes. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right. Uh, in, in a way, another parallel was the curse returning the Storybrooke gang to fairytale land was kind of like the curse being broken in the pilot. You know, there was something. Well, whether you consider the them being cursed going back to fairytale land or breaking it, right. it was just kind of interesting that there were these two things going on again in the pilot and in this episode early on. Uh, so the irony of coming back from the hiatus mm-hmm. as a fan watching the show and to hear Snow say, we're back, yeah, was kind of like... Wink. Of course. <laughs> We're back. You think that was right? intentional? Because yeah. I kind of am inclined yeah. to think that was very intentional. And uh, it also parallels uh, Broken in that uh, when Snow appears and Fairytale Land with Aurora and Philip. Uh, actually, Aurora, uh, Philip, and uh, Mulan. Mulan, right. Uh, obviously, Emma was there as well. Right. But it was just this kind of appearing. Right. Yeah. Just out of so, nowhere. And yep, I think yep. she actually did say to Emma... We're back. We'd have to go back and check in yeah. broken. I'm almost positive she said we're back because. Yeah, yeah no, I'm probably, pretty sure she did. Now yeah. that I think about it, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so we'll 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 check into that. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. All right. Uh, so, an Emma Swan leg entrance. Wow, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Good lord. Which was very reminiscent of her appearance in. The original pilot well, as well. well let, let's get Similar. to more specific things as okay. we go. But uh, her legs surely made an entrance, and that was the first time. So I was. She has nice legs. Yes, she does, and shoes, and all that. Uh, so the yellow cab, I was thinking, was kind of a little sly allusion to the yellow bug. Oh, yeah, she a little nod to the yellow of, bug. Yeah, 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 it could be. And she was wearing a red coat. Yeah. She was, wearing, she was wearing a black dress, though, this time. Black leather dress, which was very oh, see, Regina. Oh, I didn't pick up on the leather. It was, that, was, that would okay. be a Regina pole right there. Yeah, that would yeah. be a very much a Regina yeah. pole. So, I mean, there were there certain small things. It was kind of like a blending of the two. Like, when Regina kind of recalibrated this curse, yeah. she kind of said, well, I'll make her be a little cooler. <laughs> She'll wear a, a black leather dress. You know, instead of whatever. Uh, So, also the Emma and Walsh was definitely all over the place to me, a parallel to the pilot when Emma went on that blind date with Ryan. Yeah. At that uh, club or or place that had an S in the elevator. Right, right. I don't think it was the same place no 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 no. i'm pretty sure it wasn't because this one was named austria or austria right 
But which is interesting because actually, and this will tie in later to um, the Wicked Witch of the West, her hat is very reminiscent of like an old Austrian hat. Mm -hmm. And so the name Austria, um, I have to do some research, but I'm pretty sure there have been at least, I mean, fairy tales of that from that vicinity. Right. So... I mean, I know it's not spelled the same, but it's a play on words of the name, you know, the country name Austria. Yes, indeed. And I would tend to agree with that. Uh, All right. So. And I'm sorry, but for some reason, the name Walsh is is just bouncing around my head. I don't know why. Yeah. There's something about that name. So we'll have to look into that. Well, uh the char- the actor that plays Walsh also played a blind character in Covert Affairs. Yes. August Augie Anderson. Right, which is ironic because, again, the name August, the character yes. named August. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, and also it was a blind date, uh, you know, that it was paralleling. Anyway, I think I'm reading too much. But anyway, there's, no, there's that. I don't think so. I mean, there's always um, little tiny things they bring in. Did you notice anything about the music that was playing at the... Present day open of the episode. I did not, but you pointed out that yes, it is. I started to to listen to it, and I said that is the music that was playing on the pilot when Emma was walking into the uh, blind date. Or yes, 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 that's right. Uh, anyhow, that was playing in the background at the uh, restaurant. Yes, and Emma said a very Regina line. When she approached the table with Walsh, she said, sorry, I'm late, mm-hmm. which definitely is what Regina said when she um, appeared at the wedding in the pilot. Yes. And also she said it at uh, Granny's um, when everyone was there and she brought her lasagna with the pepper flakes as a kick to it. All right. Uh, Emma, it was interesting watching the, the date with Walsh and Emma because Emma seemed very happy. I don't think I've ever seen Emma that happy ever. Yeah. Uh, ever. Yeah. She was very happy, very relaxed. Yes. Very um, just kind of in the moment. Yes. And it, it didn't last long, but it was kind of nice seeing it for that for that moment. Uh, so, I, you know, early on, I, I kind of jot notes down. And I says, Walsh seems to be Emma's boyfriend, I guess. Yeah. So, right, right. Um, I didn't know if it was her boss or I couldn't tell if this was another. See, I originally thought it was going to parallel exactly the, you know, blind date. So I thought this was another one where she was, you know, having a blind date. But then the things going on, you kind of realize, okay, wait, they know each other. They've been, they've talked to each other. This is not, it's not a caller. She's not trying to catch this guy. So what's going on with this? All right. Uh, so next, they were discussing Henry's science project mm-hmm. about volcanoes. Mm-hmm. And I do remember on some of Mary Margaret's wall, there were um, posters about volcanoes and about the earth crust. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, it was just something I just Picked wrote down. Up. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a restaurant called Austria, which mm-hmm. we, we talked about. Uh, Walsh said, we are happy. And they kind of talked about happy, 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 happiness. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next thing I wrote down, it's almost like the flip side of the blind date in the pilot. It was like everything is perfect in this scenario. But before, it was like it was not. And you actually pointed out the fact well, that in the pilot. Yeah. 
she was very much in control of that whole situation. In in the pilot. In the pilot. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. This whole thing with Walsh, she was not in control at all. Right. And it it definitely made her nervous when, anyway, yeah. Well, keep going. So, uh, you know, when when the ring came out and all that kind of stuff, she was just floored. Right. I mean, she was fine before. It was like, you know, hey, we're having a good time. We're drinking some wine, talking about Henry and the volcanoes. Then, wow, ring forever. Big decision. You know, this is, wow, rushing into this. Right, right, right. Well, then Hook... Yes, right. Hook showing up just really, you know, threw her for a loop. So she really totally felt completely discombobulated. Whereas, again, contrast to the pilot, she was totally cool as a cucumber in control. She steered and guided everything the way she Mm -hmm. wanted it to go. This was not going at all the way she, I'm sure, would have planned it. So in a way, Hook and Walsh were in control of this. Very much so. Uh, but yeah, in the pilot, she already had the Ryan's car booted and everything else. Right. She was ready. Right, she was ready to go. Um, you know, so didn't have to run. No, nope. <laughs> just kind of walked quickly. Right, those legs right. again. All right, so uh, I wrote down hook and tri tip <laughs> surf and turf. It was kind of, you know what I mean. <laughs> and they did. There was this really cool kind of Hitchcockian little thing where the camera went around the back of her head and it switched from the menu to the actual plate of food mm. when she was finishing. So oh, yeah. To show the passage of time. Right. And also kind of cutting on... Uh, it, it's it's another trick that Spielberg used to do when they would go by a pole. Yeah. And they would change... Uh, what Spielberg would do was get closer. Yeah. And so your eye... It would trick your eye. Anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so when Hook starts talking to her, Emma does a Marion from the Raiders of the Lost Ark and picks up her butter knife or steak knife or something it was actually like a sharp butter knife yeah and she's holding it there like okay i'll stab you <laughs> with this <laughs> knife you know it's either butter or you i'm gonna stab something you know right. so that was uh that was something again but, that was her not in control that was a defensive right. mechanism sure sure because if she had been in control she wouldn't have needed that or she would have already had something else more detrimental shall we say yeah and you don't have to listen to this podcast very long and kind of understand the fact that we really gravitate toward the uh emotional deep moments things and in, in, in the episodes and this is one of them when when hook is talking to her and said everything you believe is wrong and i was just thinking man that's deep you know, I mean, she's living life. She's having a good time. She's enjoying it. She just got asked to be married. And Hook tells her, everything you believe is wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's huge for anybody. That's massively to, huge. To, to, to yeah. sit down with someone and say, you know, what you believe is wrong. We can go off on a tangent, but I'm just saying that's a huge statement for somebody to statement. make. Yeah. And you kind of go, "You're no, you're wrong. What I believe is right. right. And it's a... It was very interesting, and it reminded me of uh, Yoda. said, you know, you have to unlearn what you've learned. I think there's a point in your life where you're going along and you have to kind of reassess. Right. What, what do I really believe? Where am I at? What do I think? Is it working? Is, is there something else out there? And that's what Hook is saying. Right. Your family's in trouble. You need to get back there. I don't believe that. 
It doesn't matter. You know, it, well, and we'll I love the whole thing more, when you know. he said, you know, use your superpower. Tell, yeah. tell if I'm yeah. lying. You can tell if I'm lying. Come on. I know about your superpower. And she kind of like, whoa. Because again, I know, like I said, and I've said this from the beginning, I don't believe it's a real, actual, what we would consider magical superpower. She refers to it as a superpower, and it's her ability to read people and understand and determine when they're lying and when they're not. So again, I don't believe that's ever really been a true superpower. Right. But but I love the fact that he recognize he he used that because he knows that's what she refers to it she knows how he knows her well i mean he even said i know you better than you know yourself and that's the truth because at this point everything she believes about herself is well not everything but most of it's not true right her her superpower did not work on walsh no it didn't and henry's henry as well right by the way right you know go with your gut henry he was dead wrong they almost had you know, a wedding yeah. with a flying monkey over there. Eek. Good Lord. All right. Uh, so Hook went on. He goes, if you want to know who you really are. Yep. <laughs> that's another deep thing. Yeah, it is. Is, is you know, in life, there's this shell. It, there's this job. There's this, what we have. But who are we really? And it's right. just one of those things that, just causes you to ponder and who your parents are yeah because remember he went through this whole thing you think you're you were um you think you're an orphan an orphan that that there's no parents out there that want you or want to know you or whatever Uh, and so it's it's kind of with life you know you there's certain things where where you have this idea this is the way life is for me and and you know sometimes it takes a good friend and say you, you need to reevaluate some things. Right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, the address on the paper and the fr- that I wrote down will it be Emma revisiting her? Will it be like Emma vi- revisiting her nursery mm. in fairy tale land oh, with yeah. with Cora and all that kind of thing? Hmm. And it was sort of I guess <laughs> like that uh, going to. Um, a little going bit, to yeah. Neil's apartment, she wasn't. She didn't grow up there. No, no, but no. there was enough of that, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But uh, Emma kept was talking back to Hook and said, uh, "Till a fire destroyed my apartment a year ago in Boston." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Man, that, that's jumbled memories." Because I remember her telling Henry about his father, yeah, the fireman. Oh, right. And I was like, there we go again. More of these little bits, you know, kind right. of sprinkled around. Right, right. With the story. Good call. I didn't even, I didn't, it didn't even, I mean, it registered to me that she mentioned the fire yep. in the apartment. I thought to myself, hmm, what caused that fire? I never really believed that that was a truth. I always thought, even when she was telling him way back in season one, that it was just some kind of a, like like usual suspects, you know, she looked over and saw a fire truck and then started making up right. this thing. But it's a possibility that that is the rationale for why she ended up in New York. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, Hook called himself a dashing rapscallion <laughs> and a scoundrel. Yep. And so for all those people, my specifically and others who have said, you know, Hook is another Han Solo. There you go. Yeah. That's, that is a specific call out. So you like me because I'm a scoundrel. All right. Uh, so Emma thought Henry was crazy, too. 
the way that she thought Hook was crazy. Yeah, and yeah, problem, she did. The problem with that, obviously, is when she said it at Archie's office, Henry just you know ran out. To the, you think I'm crazy? Right. So right. Uh, but uh, punch you in the face. I've heard that line before, so I wrote it down. It was just uh, somewhere. Punch you in the face. I think I think Regina said. I think Emma said it though. I'll have to look it up again. Wow. Uh, but uh, superpower. We t- we mentioned that yeah, already, mentioned that. and we came up again. And Emma said, "Just because you believe something is true doesn't make it real." Huh. And again, it's another one of those things that. You know, your belief, just because somebody believes something. Right. You know, a lot of people would say, that doesn't make it real to me, but it's real to that person, perhaps. Sure. You know? Sure. And and so there's a lot of these types of um, notions and thoughts and, and things that you've heard over and over and over in your life. And I love the way Adam and Eddie throw these things into these episodes. And it really kind of gets you to think. And so, uh, like yeah. that. All right. Uh, so, the uh, also take a chance. Hook was saying, take a chance or take a leap of faith. Right, right. Drinking and, the potion. Yeah, yeah. And so, me. Which, go ahead. I was going to say, sorry. That's a that's a nice little call out to Alice in Wonderland, by the mm-hmm. way. Yep. Remember, Hook was in Wonderland for a while. That's true. So was he. Wasn't Hook in Wonderland? That's yeah, how yeah. he ended up meeting Cora. That's right. Okay. All right. That's yeah. right. I I forgot. Didn't she threaten to take his heart out? It's been a long Didn't she hiatus. Take his yes. Heart out? Yeah. Yes. But anyway, point is that that whole drink me, drink yeah. the potion. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it doesn't make you bigger or smaller, but it does expand your your mind. So. Well, and and. We'll talk a little bit more about that potion. See, I didn't know who made it, but then he mentioned later on he made it. He gathered the, he gathered the whatever, yeah. but somebody must have made it somewhere. Okay. So, right. but anyway, yeah, it's interesting. Blue or somebody, I don't know. Yeah, possibly, so, we'll know. see. Uh, and then he said, "Meet me at Central Park by the entrance to the zoo." Now, th- that kind of reminds reminds me of mm-hmm. these kind of romantic things. Meet me by the whatever, uh, you know. And it's just, I don't know, Central Park, it's a very kind of a romantic thing. Yeah, Central Park is very, Unless it's the winter. You know, <laughs> but, right. But anyway, so entrance to the zoo. It's a pretty, pretty populated spot. And then and I wonder if he did that to make her feel like she was safe. Because obviously yeah, she would yeah. never go if it was someplace, you know, private. Hey, meet me at my apartment. Right. Meet me at my hotel you know, room. a bunch of people there. Right. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just, it's right there. All right, uh, and then Cook uh, continued on later on. Said, "Do it for your family. They need your help." That's an official call to adventure. So we've got the hero's journey again. Yep. Call to adventure, and she did not. She at first said no. Right. Had him arrested and all that. Um, I, I love the the snow. Whether she's sassy or not, I love the snow. Regina and actually charming relationship yeah this 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 whole thing is you know it's my castle no it's my castle no no wait it's our castle yeah we and i I love that she said that charming said you know people or snow said people are scared they need hope let's return united to give the people hope yep and she said i know you don't like it you'll learn to 
And I wrote down <laughs> Sassy Snow. Yeah. She was very so. sassy. She wasn't going to take no for an answer. And I think she recognized that Regina wanted to just hole up by herself and, and you know, just kind of fritter her, I don't want to say fritter her life away, but she, she wanted to just, you know, live out the remainder of her days by herself. And Snow was like, no, 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 you, you, you did an awesome thing in saving Henry. So no, you can't, you've got to come back and you've got to, you've got to live life and let people in. Well, let me, let me say this is, I think Regina being queen is important to her. We oh, all have so. we all have things that we aspire to and when we achieve those things that's important to us. Right. And so even later on when she said no one sits in my chair, no one. Right. Except if you're young Owen and grannies. Yeah. But I mean, you know, her her castle that was important. Well, it's she, all she married has. into it. She got there and that was important to her. She feels so, that that's all she has. Right. So if that's taken away from her, what does she have? Right. And so she doesn't have I, Henry. I, she doesn't have her, you know, true. beloved Daniel. She doesn't right. have, you know, a ton of friends. She does now, but she didn't have the that, and she didn't have any other family. She has no mother. She has. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got nothing. No father. No mother. No no siblings. She's got nothing, and she well, knows and that. That's what, and, think, and that's what she said. Yeah, definitely on Neverland. Oh, she said, very you, much so. you've got all this. I don't have anything except for Henry. Right, right. So the the interesting thing is this, is that the snow in the past that we've seen, you know, there was this kind of fear factor, obviously, between her and Regina. What's nice now is Snow and Regina had that Neverland experience and when they've mm-hmm. learned to work things out. And so I, I I don't think Snow is being mean. I think she understood that she had a little more um, leeway right. to work with Regina. Right. And and even when she was kind of discussing it, she was explaining it to Regina. And I think Regina's like, oh, you know, you're right. If I can unite with you guys the, the kingdom, I think it's going to be better for everybody. Well, I think what she so. also really wanted was, gosh, at this point, because she didn't have anything at all, and she, you know, Henry was her only thing in the world that she had, and now that he's not there with her, and she was convinced she was going to spend the rest of her time, again, at the rest of her day is all by herself, I think she didn't want to admit that she wanted to be with Snow and Charming. And the, I don't think she really wanted to admit that she'd kind of right, gotten, right. you know, used to them, and and they've they've kind of melted her heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, that's what I think is I think she just she kind of was like, you're right, yeah, for the people. I don't think it was for the people that she did that. I think she really did it for herself. It felt very much felt to me like she was doing it. You know, she might be saying, oh yeah, for the people, for the people, but it was really for herself to give her that surrounding herself with family because technically they are family. Right. And so surrounding herself with family, surrounding herself with people that care about her and were willing to defend her. Mm. I mean, when they got back to Storybrooke from Neverland in the first place, Snow was the one who said, we owe oh, yeah. all of this yeah. to Regina. She helped yeah. us a lot. And I think that kind of softened everybody. Because, again, Snow is truthful, honest. She's not going to you know, blow smoke up everyone's rear end. Yeah. She's just saying, look, the reality is we couldn't have done it without Regina. So, right. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I wanted to kind of talk more about Yeah. That. All right. So let us move forward. Uh, so Aurora and Philip talked about she. Yep. Initially, I thought she was Zelina, and I still think that's who that she was. Because they were saying if we cannot pretend that that never happened, 
Right. Once she finds out that we helped them or I think she right. said hid them or whatever. Right. We're we're in it. So she's gonna come after our kid. Yeah. So yeah, at this and point in time it very likely is her. Who did who did that just sound like? You said um she's gonna come after our kid. Who who had done that in the past? Well, Pan would have taken the kids, but mm, Rumple Right. That's that's what I mean. There there's a lot of similarities between Rumple and Zelina. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I kept getting along the way. And that was the first one. So Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. So it's not... Uh, okay, and, and Aurora and Philip were talking, and she she said it's not it's not a, up to us to save them. And then they cut to Emma in uh, present day. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like... Emma's like going to be the one. Visually. Uh, again. Well, but yeah. she is. She's the savior. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm just visually. So, they were, yeah. yeah. And here she, and what's interesting about that is she thought she was all done after she broke the curse. Mm-hmm. She thought right. she was all done after she saved Henry. Yep. She isn't done. No. And, you know, it, I guess tonight's Emma night for me. I, as much as I enjoy her, her legs, her arms looked really good, too. <laughs> they, they weren't like really like really worked out and but but in, she had nice arms so there you go I said go Emma there you go <laughs> all right uh, so we talked about the ring and uh, Emma wasn't even hungry so you know he kind of had to hey the ring's right down there well he had to turn it around because yeah, normally yeah. you know she would have eaten the dessert so clearly hooks. Hook's presence had discombobulated her so much that she wasn't interested in the dessert. He he's a suave fellow that hook. Uh, yeah, Walsh Walsh down on one knee. The classic asking a woman to marry. Oh, absolutely. Just classic. classic right on down the line. Yeah. In the dessert, down on one knee. So yeah, typically dessert or the champagne glass. Yep. That's yep. why. I mean, look, it's very sweet and very romantic, guys. But unfortunately, that's not. That's a dead giveaway. Yeah. It's kind of a dead giveaway. Even Henry kind of alluded to certain oh, things so. later on. Oh, come on, mom! You know this and yeah, this and that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, they'd only been together eight months, and she was saying it was a little fast. And then she mentioned something about leftovers in the fridge. She had there longer than eight months, which is kind of funny. Well, yeah. Uh, so once that happened, the unsure Emma was back. The happy-go-lucky Emma was gone. And then it was the walls up Emma that we've seen a lot. Yeah. So that was kind of sad. Yeah. Because it was bit. nice to see the happy Emma. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So Walsh worked at a furniture shop. I, I, That's it. And made an end table for Emma that she really loved. And then he hoped that she would love him. Right. The maker of the end table. Right. Uh, so Emma said she's not good at fast. And but I gotta say the speech that Walsh said, you know, if you never come back, if you come back in a year, it, I thought that was a great little speech. Yeah, and that sounds bad, but I mean, what he told her, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, because he was giving her time, giving her space, and normally that's kind of you go in the friend zone at that point. Sure, if a woman doesn't say yes at that point, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, oh boy, All right. Yeah. Then she's going to tell me about her other boyfriends from this point on. You know, so. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, 
Uh, Emma's Legs Part 2 coming in her apartment. Dun, 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 dun. That was wonderful. Uh, so Henry, I was wondering if Henry was playing Space Paranoids, but he was playing some kind of a night game. I've never played that game. Diablo. It looked kind of cool. It's oh, a okay, Diablo. Diablo. All right. Which, again, actually was a nice little clue. Yeah. If you right. think about it, because Diablo means devil in Spanish. True. And then think about what happened at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Walsh specifically, right? Very much so. Now, what's interesting too is then, of course, then they, you know, he was playing the game, and then the character in the game did a slow turn and, you know, look at the camera, sort of. Right. And at first, I thought it was going to be like one of the characters we know, mm-hmm. and it just mimicked the way Charming was looking. Yes, that's right. Which I thought was kind of fun with the nice faux fur collar. Yes. On the yes. Yes, yes, coat. Yeah. So Henry made it to level twenty three. Yep. Which is could be an allusion to when Walt Disney arrived in Hollywood, nineteen twenty three, um, or D twenty three. Right. Uh, wasn't that a loss number two? Mm, I don't think so. Possibly. I think everyone's every number's a loss. Well, I'm number. pretty sure it's four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three. As possible too. Anyway. Yep. Uh, also, August's license plate on his motorcycle had a 23 on it. Yeah. Yeah. Henry's voice is very low now. Very Henry, low. It's starting to get deeper. Yes. Well, but that's because he's, hello, he's growing up. Yep. So he's supposed to be about 12 now, which is correct. And so his voice is starting to change. He's starting to grow up. He's starting to come into puberty. It's going to happen. Who? Now we have a science show. <laughs> a, bio, a biology show. Sure. All right. I think most people realize that, though. Yes. Kind of not really sharing anything new. I know. Who's Mrs. Q? I guess the housekeeper. I would imagine so. I don't know who that would be. Mrs. Q. I, yeah. Huh. Uh, so, anyway, Emma said she was a fifth-level wizard. Yep. And my question is, is Emma still magical? Yeah, I don't so. think she was ever really... Well, I mean, she, oh, she had some magic. I mean, she learned in magic. In the state that she was in oh, pre-drinking no. of the thing. So. No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, so. Because I think you have to, I think you have to be able to tap into that. And she didn't remember yeah, any of that. So remember. that's why she couldn't have. If she had remembered, I think if she really concentrated, I think she could have easily tapped into stuff. So Henry brought up one of the truths of, uh, of, relationships and that kind of thing saying nothing is worse than saying no you know emma's like well i didn't say no like that was the worst thing in the world like no mom you don't even get it when you say nothing that's worse than no that's you know all these other reasons so exactly because that's not that's not a definitive that leaves it open for interpretation and there's no you don't know where you stand it's not easy but look asking asking somebody out Asking somebody to marry you is nerve-wracking. Sure. Nerve-wracking. Sure, because so. there is the possibility that they will say no. Or they'll say or yes. Or nothing. To, oh, boy. Just, right. But, yeah. I mean, there's the whole fear factor of if they say no, what what's going to happen? And yeah. that's, yeah. Well, they say yes, and they tough. don't mean it just because they're bored. And, oh, anyway. I don't want to go back in time. Yeah, let's not do that. All right. So... He, you think Walsh is worthy, and I was interesting that term "worthy" that word. Mm-hmm. It's like old school word. Yeah. And you know Henry, 
it was very interesting. You know, we've talked about kind of the single mom thing and it's, it is kind of intrinsic in being a single mom. There's this dad out there that for whatever reason they're no longer with. Right. And so Henry basically talked about the elephant in the room said, look, not every guy's like my dad. Right. Right. You know, and later on, he said, you know, sometimes looking for the you can look for the good instead of looking for the bad. You just keep looking for the bad. Yeah. You know, you life is not always bad. There's some good out there. And sometimes you got to look, but it's there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, being a single mom's tough. You know, I, I grew up with a single mom, you know, dating and different things. And, you know, even Henry mentioned, you know, I knew that you liked this guy because I met him. You know, and that's kind of an unwritten rule that single moms have. You don't introduce a guy to your son or your daughter or your kids until it's really serious. You think going to work. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's hard on the kids. Kids get attached. And then if it doesn't work out, the kids go, well, what happened? Yep. And they think it's their fault sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And Henry said, after level 16, when I became a knight. So I was kind of remembering all those scenes with him practicing sword fighting with uh, David, right. Charming, and right. Neil, actually, with yeah. uh, the wooden swords in yeah. Storybrook. So, you know, I, I just uh, wrote down the power of games and imagination and how sometimes, you know, the games that you play, you kind of feel like you are that, that character. That hero. So, yeah, it's nice. Thanks, Emma, for letting your kids uh, play, kid play video games. It's nice. Yeah. So, Grumpy speaks Jiminy. <laughs> because remember, yeah. there was this translator right, thing right, that he was using mm-hmm. to, to speak yeah. English to everybody. But uh, no, you know, Grumpy, you know, listened and could understand and all that. So. Uh, so there was 50 more people, except for that group that we saw near uh, Philip and Aurora. That right. Also, uh, Jiminy told Grumpy they landed. Yeah. And then he said they they popped in. Yeah. So landed and popped in. The first thing I thought it was lost. Oh sure. And then you know when you watch that first that first. Uh, a season of Lost, and then you find out there's a tail section with yeah. more people. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. It was well, like, and you had to know that there were, there. I mean, it wasn't just those guys that were going to mm-hmm. pop over. I mean, if there was, since everybody else was still there that, you know, Regina had transported, they had to go back too. Yep. So. So by a Charming's command, all new arrivals go to the Queen's Castle. So right. that's what he right. instructed everyone to do. I got to say, I missed... Having Raphael's barge being yeah, uh, sure. being Jiminy. Yep, was, he was a good. Was a he, he was so good at, especially the scenes with Regina. Yeah, it was really nice to see, you know, a nice confidant relationship. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I had to just throw that in no, there. It's fine. All right. Uh, so the conversation between Charming and Hook was interesting as well, because Hook, I think, lied bold face too charming about why he was leaving because he said he needed a ship right and then he told charming i think what charming wanted to hear he goes well pirates you know i i the hero thing didn't take so i'm a pirate but don't you know why he wanted to go get his ship well sure 
to go get Emma. Right. But but That's he couldn't he couldn't tell him. No, he couldn't tell him that was the case. I got to go get Emma. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, I, and but, I get that. But I just so. want to make sure you picked up on the fact that the reason he was looking for his mm-hmm. ship specifically yep. is because we know it can travel between realms. Right. Um, but I think there were two steps to this thing. Is that one step was he needed to get his ship. And I don't know how long that was. But then in conversation with Emma later, he said... And then I got a message. Yeah. That Storybrooke was back. Right. And right. there was a problem. Right. right? And right. the parents were in danger. So right. I don't know how long, you know, and you've talked about the different timelines. And right. I think. Because if you think other about parts it. Missing. Okay. So let's kind of, let's, good point, I think, to introduce that. The conversation that I, we were, or the point I really brought up at the beginning is the fact that the storyline or the timeline for Snow Charming and the fairy tale world folks is it picks up exactly where they left off when they got transported. Right. Mm-hmm. So anytime we're seeing them in fairy tale world, that's, that's right. picking up exactly where they left off when the curse was unbroken. Right. Mm-hmm. But with Emma, it's a whole year later. Yep. So we're seeing the present day is a whole year later. Yep. So it's two completely different storylines. Actually, I, yeah, because the only the only reason I'm saying what I'm about to say is because Snow said if anybody returns to the present day, it's a complete reset, and I think that was before Zelina kind of did something. Sure. Otherwise, Hook going to present day to go see Emma. That right. would have been a complete how long reset. Did it ta- right, but how long right. did it take him to find his ship? He didn't yeah, find yeah. it the next day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it took him a while. And I'm pretty sure that once he found it, he didn't immediately try to go get Emma. He had to collect, you know, mm-hmm. somehow he had to go get the potion materials right. and find someone who could make that potion or figure out how to do it himself. He had to, he had to collect all that stuff. Yeah. So that's why it took him a long time. And you're right. I think that if, in fact, that was the case and Zelina did create a new curse which it seems like she did we're assuming because again we don't know it could be her it could be somebody else good gravy they i mean there could be a whole nother villain that we don't even know about yet you know well, i mean she's yeah. kind of the obvious one right, right now but what other ones are there that are lurking behind her yep and if she's really wicked and horrible what's what's behind her yep. what's coming afterwards so but anyway, whoever created that curse, once they did, that's when I think Hook was able to make himself transport to present day. Yep. All right. So, let's see. Let them be and know that we gave them their best chance. Uh, when Charming was talking to Neil about uh, going to Rumpel's yeah. estate, you know, he said just sometimes you just got to let let it go and understand that. You know, I know that Henry's not here. I know that your father's not here, but we did the best we could. And, you know, life is part of letting go sometimes and not trying to fix everything. You know, as a guy, I understand that sometimes life is listening and not fixing. Right. And I think that with Neil, he recognized, or Bay, he recognized that there was still the potential for his father to show up. I mean, even Bell even said, we never saw the knife. Right. Yep. So there may be a way to bring him back. Right. And that's 
That's what she said, and I believe that. Yep, me too. So, so the the best chance thing is what Emma said. Um, that's what Snow said about Emma. Yep. And that's what Emma said about, Emma Henry. Said about Henry. So, yeah. best chance. Yep. Yeah. So Henry encourages Emma, like we talked about, uh, to expect the best and not the worst. Right. And I, I wrote down, Hook writes nice. His note was written very nice. Yes. The address. And I don't know where that was torn off of, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Emma uses her bounty hunter lockpick to visit Neil's apartment. And uh, the she called the Dreamcatcher flypaper for nightmares. Yeah. And then she said, Neil. Yeah. Now, I don't remember the Henry's camera. I guess maybe No, don't I you do? remember? Think about it. Okay, so when they were there, before they were going to go do something, before um, Hook showed up and stabbed Rumpel. Right. Henry said, let's go. Are we, we're going to go to the museum or oh, whatever. That's right, that's and he goes, right. I got to go get my camera. Let's yeah. go back to the apartment. And that's why they ended up back in the apartment. And then Hook attacked Rumpel. Okay. And then they ended up leaving right away. So mm-hmm. Henry clearly left the camera there and it had been there. All right. So your parents. Uh, so Hook said, your parents' kingdom has been cursed, ripped back to Storybrooke. Yes. So. Interesting. So again, that's that twist around. And yeah. so I guess when the fairy tale people are back in present day in Storybrooke, then you can travel and it's fine. So I guess that I guess that was a bit like Neil waiting for the postcard. About, well, possibly, but you're talking about Emma going back? No. Okay. Um, according to Snow, yeah. if anybody went to the present day... yeah. There was a complete reset per Regina okay. of the curse. Gotcha. But the Zelina recalibration of that curse or recurse or whatever made it so that you could go. Okay. okay. Because everyone was you. in present day in right, Storybook right, right. now. Right, right, right. So like it wasn't a problem anymore. Right. It wasn't so. going to reset completely because, right. you know, it's a different curse. Yes. And then Emma stole Henry's camera. She's Robin Hood. She's stealing now. She's a thief. She broke into the apartment and she Neil. took it. She's stealing from Neil, yeah. who used to steal from other people. Yeah. She learned from Neil how to steal. All right. And Emma is the savior again. So yep. we, we start to hear that. And so Hook gave this potion. And so Emma drank the potion to remember everything she lost. And at that point, ruins Jeff, Jeff's prediction of a slow reveal of who she was. Right. And he looked at the camera and he said, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, you know what, though? It's it gonna, makes It's going to happen with Henry. It's not going to be the 51st date. Correct. But it's going to be no, the slow but reveal. Again, Henry had to believe first, and then he had to work hard to right. get... Emma to believe. Yep. Now she's the one who believes first, and she's going to have to work hard to get Henry to believe it. And so Henry, or I'm sorry, uh, Hook said, take a leap of faith. So again, we, we have that. Right. And right. so Emma set Hook up to be arrested yep. at Central Park, Yep. where you and I are pretty certain that he wanted to make sure that she was comfortable. Sure. And then she turned around and was a sting operation for him. Right. 
and had him arrested for assault, a kiss. She right. she kicked him in the motherware place there. The family jewels. That's right. And <laughs> the pirate's booty. So who assaulted who? Yeah. Good Lord. I know. I know. So anyway, um, but he, she, he was arrested for assault and criminal harassment. But Emma met him there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was just sitting there. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. I just set up. All right. Um, and, and we talked about Belle. Uh, we saw Belle. Yeah. So it was kind of a little fervor on Twitter that she was missing from promo f- posters. But she was there in the episode, oh, talked about Rumpel, and said we're going to get him back. That's absolutely. huge. That was huge right there. And she will. She, she will move mountains will. Yeah. to do that. You know she will. Yeah. All right. Uh, the queen is missing at this point in the episode. Another mystery. So we have all these mysteries happening. Right. People missing and all this stuff. And so, <laughs> Regina, when Snow walked up on her and started talking to her, she goes, you're stalking me now? So, stalker <laughs> Snow. Sassy Snow and stalker Snow. Yep. And, you know, that whole segment when she was going to bury her heart and Snow's, you know, discussion with her, I thought that was really fantastic. great. Just so good about, you know, and, and when when Regina put her heart, heart back... I think she was a bigger woman than her mother. Oh, very much so. And I think she stepped way beyond what her mother could have ever been. And uh, but again, I think she was so hungry for love. Yeah. And it's funny because this, you know, Snow. I was expecting her to say, you know, you want what we all want, love, and that wasn't what she said. And I was like, oh my gosh. Henry wanted her to be happy. Right. Yeah. But I thought she was going to say love. I know. But either way, I mean, look, happiness is not happiness. Hopefully, comes with love. But you, you know, yeah. Anyway, sometimes here and there, but right. Um, so you know, I wrote down burying your heart, the past, except etc. Right. So sometimes you know you just want to bury it. Just. Um, it and- was very heart wrenching for me to watch Regina just. Just say, I, I can't feel anymore. I can't afford yeah. to feel anymore right. because it just hurts too much and there's no hope for this and I there's no point. I mean, it was very, very desperate. And yet there was a quietness about it that was very, it was very sad. Yeah. I felt bad for Regina. I actually did. And I, I was glad that Snow was able to say, look, I know exactly how you feel. And the look on Regina's face was like, oh, and at first she was kind of like, what do you mean? You didn't, Henry's right. not your son. Right. And then she, then she explained, I had to say goodbye to my daughter for the second time. Yeah. And she didn't accuse her. She didn't point the finger and say, because of you, which she, she could have done. You know, I, I like the, I like the fact that Snow is offering up, you know, family to Regina, a home for Regina. And she is offering up her friendship because she really did love her when she was a little girl. Yeah, you know, and she she validated Regina's feelings and absolutely offered a similar time and said, "I know what you're feeling because I felt it too." You know, and 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 that compassion, I think huge really compassion. right, and also empathy, absolutely, because I know what you're feeling. I mean, sympathy is 
feeling sorry for somebody right. in their state, but empathy is no. I've felt that before. I've been there. I but know it's what not, you're even if you've about. never been it, it's feeling yeah. exactly what they're feeling. Yeah. And in this case, yeah. Snow really does have that same feeling. Yeah. And it's interesting that she, you know, just she just she was very very gracious about the whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, she has she again. I, I think she realizes that this you know feud has gone on for really long enough and and uh, she wants to make it right and i think it's really cool that they're you know building a different bridge here i think charming and snow basically said the same thing charming to neil and snow to regina it will get better and you know regina said i don't think i can be happy without henry and snow said you're gonna find a way yeah you know and that was the whole thing and in Neverland, there's always a, a way. There's always a way. Even right. though you think it looks hopeless, there's always a way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I, I love those exchanges about that kind of thing when we, we get down to the point where instead of pointing fingers, we go, wait, wait, wait. I felt that too. And I think that will change a lot of different things. And I will say so. say this too. I know a lot of people are like, ah, it's not the same if Regina and Snow aren't fighting. You're right, it's not. But guess what? Regina still has her sassiness. Oh, that's not going away anywhere, no, I'm sure. No. And the nice thing is, is that when she joins forces with, with Snow and Charming and those guys, she can still level that, you know, sassiness and that rah, 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 on other, you know, more well-deserving, yeah. you know, characters. Did you see the look on Regina's face after she put her heart in? Yeah. It was uh, it was, it was all, also heart-wrenching. It all rushed back oh, to yeah. her. And overwhelmingly. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. was almost in tears. That yeah. was that was very much a, a very strong And again, that was that that was a really awesome quiet strength, that determination as much as this hurts, I know it's probably the best thing to do and you know, finding a way to move on. I think that was really really cool that she made that decision because yep. she's made some really bad ones up in the, you know, up to this point in the past. And so I, I like this new chapter with Regina. I know a lot of people get really unhappy with this, but I actually really like this, yep. this new Regina. So I know when the, when you saw the red eyes in the bush and the shaking and, oh, and all yeah. that, nobody had any swords, you know, normally no. snow out there in the forest, she's got some sword ready to go. And right. No, no well, sword, no sword, no bow and arrow. And yeah, that nothing. was kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know what? They only got a limited amount of provisions from, you know, from yeah. Philip and Aurora. So, but Regina had her fireballs. Oh, absolutely. Fireballs on demand. She had them ready to go, man. Start throwing at that flying monkey. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, so Regina got scratched. Yeah, she did. And, you know, we know why later how that would, you know, be a part of uh, the story. But, uh, you know, Robin Hood to the rescue. Yep. Where was he? Was he tracking them? How did he? Maybe he was following the flying monkeys. Possibly. I don't I know. I think they just happened to wander in his territory, and I okay. think that he must have yeah. heard. Um, maybe he bumped into Philip and Aurora and, and found that they were, you know, there, which was interesting because uh, Mulan should be with him. Where was she? It's a good question. I, I did. Uh, our good friend on Twitter, Manny, actually mm-hmm. posed the same question. Yeah. Said she should have been with them. 
She should have been. Where was she at? Yeah, so, where was she? Good, so maybe she question. left his band of merry men and went on her own her own way. I don't Who know. knows? But only two people know. Uh, yeah, and they're on Twitter probably ask, Actually, answering a bunch probably of questions. Three, yeah, yeah, three yeah. or four, yeah. three or four. But yeah. anyway, bottom line is is that yeah, um, Mulan should have been there, but you know, again, maybe because they were too close to Philip and Aurora's you know kingdom, she couldn't be around that. I don't possibly. know. Possibly, that's possible. All right. But I love that he saved her and she's like, we didn't ask for your help. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, well, um, <laughs> too bad because I'm here. Yeah, poor- and what is interesting is, did she, was she so right, right, right to him because she recognized him <clears throat> or did well, she not? I don't think she did because she only saw the back of his head. I, I think she was going into queen mode and I think she was just falling into that, that pattern. Um, we didn't see his... We didn't see his tattoo or anything, so right. Anyway, right. She didn't either, because then that would have been a, a dead giveaway. Right. That reveal is probably for later. So restraint at the buffet. Uh, poor little John got got knocked <laughs> around with that. And uh, the only thing I remember is the buffet at the Oz buffet in Las Vegas. There's a tie-in. There you oh, go. at the MGM Grand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Henry's candy bar that uh, his mom bought him looked an awful like an Apollo bar, but I, they didn't show the front. No, they but didn't. It was that same blue. So they were talking about uh, looking forward, trust your gut, and then she started looking through Henry's photos, and then that's when the lights started really to go on. She goes, "Wait a minute, something, yeah. something's up," yeah. and so she. She got Hook out of jail, posted bail. Well, we assume she did. Uh, sh- he said that. He said, yeah, you sprung me from the brig. Well, but he, was he assuming she did or did he, somebody else do it? Well, I you know, I don't know. My she $2 is going to go on it. Emma. She didn't so. refute it. But at the same time, I mean, maybe she did. It's possible that she did. Uh, anyway, that's what he said. You yeah, sprung me I from know. the brig. And he talked about he, they gave me baloney in there. Well, actually, if we're gonna it's go, if we're while, gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna do a really quick little side side little rabbit trail for trading places, Eddie Murphy is in jail at the beginning of the movie. And who's in jail with him? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Seriously, you don't know? Oh, dude, he didn't say much of anything. But Giancarlo Esposito is in jail. Oh with my him. gosh! Okay, so Sydney wow. Glass is in in jail with uh, with Eddie Murphy Very in trading cool. places. So that's a nice little. Tie in there, by the way. Very cool. All right. So anyway, they, they discuss photoshopping, and I guess pirates don't photoshop. And so she had to explain. He has no fake, idea what that is. Faking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so she said, uh, if, I had a dr- if I drink that, I'd have to give up my life here. And then he's explaining it's based on lies. Right. And she goes, no, no, no. This is a good life. A guy that I love and all this. And um, I wrote down, change and facing the truth is hard. Yeah. And sometimes take, uh, living a lie is easy for a while. Well, sure. I mean, you can kind of make yourself believe anything, really. Sure. But at some point, you got to face reality, and then it gets really hard. So Hook said, trust your gut. That's what Henry said. And, um, he said you should listen to your boy more often. Yeah, yeah. And so the drink of truth, uh, who made it? Uh, so, and we talked yeah, about hook, we don't know. Uh, gathering all the things together. Yeah. How far did he have to travel to get those things? Yeah. And did he have to go to uh, Neverland? 
yeah. you know, to get something. You never know. Uh, so, and then I love his, uh, once she said, hook, and he goes, did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> so um regina mistrusts robin because he's a thief and then snow said well wait a minute what about you how, how would he would he feel about you and my mind went completely back to neverland about all the names you're a pirate you're an right, evil queen you're right. this you're that and how mm-hmm. people relate to names mm-hmm. and uh, faces without knowing who you really are. So I think we'll get to discover as she discovers uh, this thief. Well, and I this love nice the, thief. I love the so. fact that you know she goes, mm, "Good point," and yeah. then she says, "But he is kind of cute, don't you think?" Yeah. <laughs> so I love Snow trying to match make and give her a reason to not think about Henry. And she that reminds me of when she was talking to Emma. Mm-hmm. About yeah. Hook and or Neil, whichever one. Sure. I thought it was McCutcheon whiskey that they were drinking. And I do remember that Emma and Hook were drinking together on Neverland. They're having a little rum yeah. there. Yeah, they were. They and um, But it didn't look like McCutcheon whiskey. Uh, there, It looked like there was a skull or swords or something. Hmm. Maybe even Captain Morgan. I don't know what it was. Uh, probably so. not. But I, I would be interested to see that. And, and again, that's funny if it was because it was probably not to his pirate yep. nature. How did Hook get the message about the new curse? Yeah, I don't that know. was one of the questions I had. Yeah, who who sent him the message? Right. So so does that mean somebody else didn't get sent to Storybrooke? Don't know. So because they didn't get sent to Storybrooke, they're still stuck in Enchanted Forest. I do not know. And that's how he got the message because they watched everybody else get taken away and they managed to somehow get outside the curse, perhaps. Uh, I wrote down poking holes. That was in one of the uh, things. And it was just, you know, when you start talking about portals and different things, poking holes and and people going from one place to another and all that. So, also, um, what was the price of Hook going to New York? And I think we. I believe that when the curse was recursed by Zelina, that that, all, that bet was off. Yeah, maybe. Um, I love when Hook spun around and said, I can get rid of him when Walsh came to the door. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nah, let me handle it. It's like, no, no, no. And, uh, you know, the poor dear John talk on the roof, you know. Oh, oh dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh boy! It's a really cool go, roof. Going back to the past for me is like sad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was a nice roof. Um, and you know this whole curse thing—it's interesting. You know, Emma said it's a part of my life I've been blocking out. Mm-hmm. But actually, these curses kind of do the same thing. They block out certain memories sure. and sure. remove them or whatever. Sure. Uh, Emma called Hook a ghost. Yeah, a ghost of her past. Let's right. say, which is right. a colloquial colloquialism i can't even pronounce that colloquialism that's it uh so you know and, and while she actually was you know for a flying monkey he had a pretty good pretty good line there he goes if you love this life then keep it i wish you could see, and then emma said i wish you could see it the way i wish you could see her life the way she sees it right and you know, what she didn't realize is what she was talking to wasn't this guy. Right. Actually. Right. 
And so I wrote down Walsh knew when he started throwing around the chair and he he said, uh, I wish you hadn't drank that potion. Oh, dude. When he said that, I'm like, who is that? And I was not expecting flying monkey. The savior is back. Because she told Hook, she goes, we're leaving in the morning. After she did battle with this creepy, creepy flying monkey. Wow, that was crazy Oh, dude. When his eyes flashed red, and then all of a sudden she went, holy crap. Mm -hmm. You know, if she hadn't drunk the potion, she wouldn't, he would never have done that. But she wouldn't, she would have really freaked out. It would have been a different story if she had, if he'd revealed himself at that point. But Henry said, mom, you're hurting the eggs. (laughs) She was actually whipping eggs in the last segment of going home as well. Yeah. So she yeah, loves she to... Well, yeah. Eggs in the morning for breakfast. Yeah. Makes sense. And she asked him, do you believe in magic? So she was kind of testing the waters for discussions right, in the future. Right. And he goes, yeah, sure. Believe in magic and Santa Claus, whatever I can get a present Tooth out fairy, of. Tooth yeah. fairy, Easter, anything yeah. that gives me a present, sure, I believe in it. Okay, this is the one I almost removed from my list. But Emma's costume looked a little like Tallahassee, but not really. It wasn't exact um, at all. No, you know what it was? Well, it was interesting, though. Because remember, in Tallahassee, she was wearing the plaid dress. Again, it was the plaid dress yeah. that Mary Margaret had worn. Now she's wearing plaid pants. Yeah. yeah, And a black shirt. And then, but that was, that was, the, that was the day before. But then in the morning, she's wearing the skirt again. Mm-hmm. And then, or dress kind of a thing. And then I love the fact that, you know, <laughs> Hook comes in. As they're sitting there, Henry starts eating his eggs, and she's explaining what's going to happen without really telling him much of anything. And then he comes in, and he goes, why are you dressed like that? And he, why are you dressed like that? Right, right. I love that. I love that whole exchange. That was really funny. That made me laugh. Um, but anyway, it was just uh, – the whole thing was a very interesting exchange. Um, so Emma used Hook's noble name. Killian, right to introduce right. him to well, yeah, Henry. Yeah, because she can't exactly say, "Here's Captain Hook." Well, but I'm just I'm saying. I mean, that's kind of it's almost like he has now reverted back to who right. he was. Well, I yeah, mean, and, and we've alluded to that in Neverland, but sure. now it's like sure. for sure now. Well, so. and that's what was funny too when he said when he earlier in the episode when he was talking to Charming. All you know, I've always been a pirate. I'm, mm-hmm. it's not, I'm yep. not reverting back to it. I've always been one. No, he hasn't. And that's the yep. big fat yep. lie. And that's how you know he's lying to Charming. So yeah, when she uses his proper name, his given name, you know, Killian, it's one of those mm-hmm. things you just kind of go, oh, all right. So Emma told Henry, lend Hook a hand, which I thought was a classic line. That was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. And then when everything started to fall together, I wrote down adventure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So when she got the leather coat down, I said, oh, hot yeah. damn. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to have fun now. Yeah. For and her she, to put on the red leather yeah, jacket, yeah. pretty freaking awesome. It's like the bat suit. Sure. You know, or whatever. Sure. We're, re- we're ready for action. Though. Yeah, yeah. And the yellow bug driving into Storybrook, I got mm-hmm. chills. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But the mystery is, what did this new curse do to them? You right, know, right. The, um, I, I don't know, I shouldn't bring it up, but do you remember when Mary Margaret was hanging the little uh, birdhouse bird houses mm-hmm. in yeah. front of the her house? Right. Which is right next to the uh, Storybrooke post office. Right. 
But whenever anyone goes to Mary Margaret's house, they walk over by that Joanne Fabric Shop and that Storybrooke Coffee over behind the the uh, library. Yeah. They always walk over in that direction. Yeah. Remember that little alley where all yeah. the wood was, where August and yeah. Henry were? Yeah. They always walk right over there. I know. That's not where Mary Margaret's house is. Nope. It's, it's not. the other... <sighs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Yes. Okay. So anyway, um, so now Emma and Hook know everything. Yep. But nobody else does. So it's total flip-flop of everything. Well, sort of. Oh. Think about it. Hook doesn't know exactly. He man, We don't know what he knows about what happened in that year. Okay. Emma knows what was, you know, okay, kind of given right, to her. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're She doesn't know what happened to them in that year. Okay. So it'll be Fair, interesting yeah, yeah. to see what yeah. actually goes down because if they can't remember then that becomes yet another mystery because how are they going to break the curse? They're going to find whoever created it and they don't know who created it. So so let me, let me restate. Yeah, I I, I said it wrong. Uh, Everybody knows who they are, but Henry doesn't know. Right. So Henry is the one that doesn't know any. Right. Right. Okay. Right. That's what I meant to say. All right. Uh, So when Emma was at David and Mary Margaret's door, it was a lot like Hook at Emma's door. Yeah. At the end yeah. of uh, yeah. um, going home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of mm-hmm. like that pause. Mm-hmm. David? <laughs> Emma. Oh, thank God. Well, you she didn't even. He didn't. She yeah. goes. And he goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is I Emma. And he's like, oh, my God. You remember? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we remember. Yeah. We just don't know what happened the last year. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I love when Mary Margaret walks down this down the stairs from the loft and that was proof. she's very much with child yep all right so then the big question is what did happen to them in the last year right and we now see that zelina is sitting on regina's chair which will regina will not have any of right and so that's going to be the fun of the rest of this uh season right and the creepy flying monkey really was creepy oh, oh my so gosh. beyond creepy. weird looking e it looked like a creature that was in a creep show in a crate. Ew, Ugh, yeah, boy. gross. Yeah, really, really bad. All right, uh, and so the potion with Regina... Or Regi- Golden Child, too, actually. Okay. Reminded me of the thing from Golden Child. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie, though. Lots of Eddie Murphy in. Yeah, it's an Eddie Murphy reference, episode. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the potion with Regina's blood, what does it do? Yeah, what in the whole? What in the world is that? Now, again, at what point do we see that? Because at that point is that... You know, pretty soon after they Good get point. there, yeah. and that's what's yeah. going to create this curse again. Don't know, because I'm I'm inclined to think that's what's going to happen. Is that whole that whole thing with her blood and that liquid, whatever that was, is going to be baked into the potion. Hence, it's going to mimic the curse, but it's not going to. It can't. It can't replicate or duplicate exactly because Zelina may not know the full details mm. of the curse, and we don't have you know. Emma baked into it, so there's it's a it's a mm. variation of it, but it because yeah. it mimics it, that's why Storybook is created again. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, that makes most sense to me. But anyway, I want to go back to something we talked about a little bit earlier, which was Emma's red jacket. And the irony is that everyone's like, "Oh, all the bad characters are wearing red." Really? Are you sure about that? Because uh. let's talk about all the characters who wear red. Regina wore a lot of red. Yep. Gold wore a lot of red. Henry wears a lot of red. Charming wore red. Snow has worn red. Yeah. And so has Emma. Right. So 
I don't think it's the bad characters that are wearing red. I think actually, if you look at it, the bad ones are wearing green these days. Yeah. Right. All right. So that is that is it. Uh, if you have a smartphone and you want to participate in our new little adventure, I guess we could say, go ahead and go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash O-U-A-T Vines. V is in Victor, I-N is in Dancy, E-S is in Sam. And check it out. Yeah. And make some little fun Vines with uh, the rest of the Once Upon a Time fans, of listeners of this show. I want to send big love out to everybody. Thanks for coming back and listening to us. We really appreciate you and what you bring to the podcast. And so now it's your turn, and you're going to hear some information about how to get back in touch with us. You can go to the website and uh, get the information about how to call in, send an email, uh, and that kind of a thing to let us know what you think. Uh, So with that in mind, we are going to say goodbye for now, and we will be talking at you soon. See you guys. Bye. Take care. Thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626. So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode. And keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days. So tell other oncers that this be the place to be. Until we sail again, big love to you all, and we'll see you later. With the good eye, of course. <laughs>